So some of you are in a space right now of things that you're just so familiar with seeing. You've taken this road trip a million times in your industry and things are just so normal. But there is a space that you've noticed right with what you have access to right now where, man, if if I could just tweak that and make it would make things easier for me or to make e- things easier for the person, that is innovation. That if I could just, or why didn't they just do this? Or why isn't it just like this? That's the idea. That's the innovation. And you're overlooking it. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of Social Proof Podcast. We're here. We're not going to have this background too much longer. We are not going to have this background too much longer. And it's going to be bittersweet because this, a lot of great stuff, including the evolution of our friendship and our partnership started right here. 100%. But all great things must evolve to be great. Like great things that are going well aren't great until they go to another level. So if you could, so for instance, there's, I guess Apple's a great company, but if they just dropped an iPhone, like the first generation iPhone with just like a new update, software update, and then we're upgrading the camera or making these uh, like grand um, uh, uh, innovations. And actually there was a point like right after Steve Jobs died Mm -hmm. where Apple stopped innovating. Mm. I remember that period. It was like, yo, it's the same old thing. Like I'm not excited about iPhone anymore. And then maybe they got a new CEO or something. I don't know. But great companies always take it to another level. Yes. You know what I mean? Jeff Bezos not Jeff Bezos. Him um, too. Jeff Bezos for sure. But, uh, but Elon. Elon. Mm-hmm. Elon. So we start with a car. Mm-hmm. And then he's he's going in like trucking. He Yo, the truck that he released, he's going into the 18-wheeler space. Mm-hmm. The truck is so sexy that I'm like, I've never seen a truck before that said, man, I want to own that. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I want to own that. Like, I would own that. But I think it's like a multi-million dollar, I think it's a $2 million truck. Is it? Mm-hmm. I know Alex pre-ordered one. Alex did pre-order one. And I remember specifically from his comment or his post, he was saying, y'all are laughing because I, you know, I pre-ordered this $2 million truck, but he broke down the cost analysis for it. And it just makes perfect sense. Yeah. And he's, he's a leader. He said, I'll be the guinea pig. He said, I am willing to be the guinea pig. If this doesn't work out, basically I saved y'all $2 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to be willing to be innovative in your space. I know for me, um, in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, like in the beginning of discovering who I wanted to be in this space, I was always, I always had, I've always been a visionary and I've always had these innovative ideas. But sometimes the ideas that you have are so innovative that you're like, oh, I don't know if people would be feeling this. So I, I sit on these ideas and then months later, year later, you see somebody doing that thing. And you're like, man, I wish I had done that. And I could have been the innovator in that space. Like 
I just look at how I wanted to show up on the digital space on the internet so many years ago. Like, had I done those things when I go back and review, you ever look at your journal at ideas that you wrote down and you're like, yo, what happened to that idea? If I had actually acted on some of that stuff, this would be a completely different situation right now, like completely different situation. So you have to be being afraid to be the innovator, <clears throat> even though I had all these great ideas, definitely um, slowed down my journey. And so if you're someone that you have these great ideas and you have the means to be innovative in your space, like you got to go out there and do it. And the biggest thing is the worst thing that could happen is that it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But if you're not doing it anyway, it's not working. So are you losing anything? Yeah. Yeah, I even, I even think you don't have to have the means to be innovative. Mm -hmm. You just have to be innovative. Yeah. You have to, like, do things just in a different way. It's not, um, so, so, for instance, I remember I'm working at the Cheesecake Factory, and I'm selling these shirts out of my house, right? And I, I'm just, and I'm, I'm, I'm inviting people to my house. Come get shirts. Nothing ever happened. Now that I, I think about it, I wouldn't do that. That <laughs> was actually dangerous. But people are coming to my house. And I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm about to. I got to figure out a way to get these people out of my house. But know. yeah, I, I'm like, yo, I'm going to do. I'm going to create the backseat boutique. Mm -hmm. Where I just have the shirts in my back seat and I deliver it. And people said, yo, I never had somebody like deliver a shirt to me. Innovation. And people got so proud. Yo, I made, I, I made so many shirt sales based on the fact that I'm now promoting the backseat boutique. It's innovation. It ain't cost me nothing. Yo, that brings me back to a memory. So I used to own a clothing store. <clears throat> and uh, at the time, initially, I owned it with a friend of mine. And we were broke. Like, I started this business with negative dollars in the bank. I probably, I'm pretty sure I bounced some checks to make this happen, <laughs> right? And so we figured out where we were going to open the store. We're in Macon, but we live in Atlanta. So we're driving 60 plus minutes each way a day. And Macon had just, their mall had just foreclosed. Like, it was a perfect opportunity to put a boutique in Macon. But most of who I know, most of who I knew, like what we realized was we took this store to Macon. It was great, but we had like clothes that Macon wasn't ready for. They had nowhere to wear this type of fly. So we started taking pictures of the things and I would model the clothes and my, my partner would model the clothes and we put it on Facebook and people would be like, oh, I want it. I want it. You know, can you bring it? So then we got this idea, innovation to buy this clothing rack that goes in the back of your car. And I would hang the garments up because I didn't want them to be wrinkled. So I would take the garments from the rack and from the store and put them on this clothing rack in the back of my car, drive them to, to Atlanta and let people kind of just come and like sit in my front seat, mm -hmm. turn around and look to see what <laughs> was back there. But then we ran into the issue of people not being able to try the clothes on. Like, we were literally meeting in the Chick-fil-A parking lot for you to go run into the bathroom. And then, you know, I've been a germaphobe. I'm like, I don't think I don't think I really <laughs> like how that's going. So there's this, I don't know if it's still there, but there is this red roof in on 
right off the exit on Old National Highway. It's still there. How you know, Joe? <laughs> Joe, yeah, because that's the spot for. I worked yeah, off Red Old Red National Red at a group home. Huh? I worked at a group home off Old National. Oh, it was some grouping. Going <laughs> <on>. <laughs> you ain't had a job in about a year. When'd you quit? When'd you quit last year? Uh, June 16th of the year. Okay, we got to celebrate. Yeah, that's a celebration. We got to celebrate one year. Was. June 16th, you quit your job. Wow. And then, so, we, um, we started doing these. We had to get this money by tomorrow. We opened the store and what we ended up having to do with making was completely change out the type of clothes that we were selling there. They were a lot more conservative. But we still had all this inventory and that was like our style. So we started doing these pop-up boutique openings at the Red Roof Inn. We just rent a suite, as much of a suite That's as the, the Red, Red Roof, Roof as much as much <laughs> of a suite as the Red Roof offered. And we'd invite people and we set up jewelry. We had we had vendors come out because we needed people with accessories and belts and you know, gloves and stuff. And we'd have these pop-up parties in this Red Roof Inn and would sell out of stuff. And then one day, um, months later, after my partner and I no longer own the store together, it's just me, I upgraded to like the courtyard mm. on Camp Creek Ooh. and started doing yes. these parties. And believe it or not, that's where I in- intercepted one of the people who picked wardrobe for one of the love and hip hop groups. Wow. And so they they were meeting me at the at the at the courtyard coming to get these pull these pieces of these dresses. And I had a seamstress. We were doing custom design. Like I, they'd be like, can you make a dress like this? And I'm saying yes to everything. Yep. I can't make, I can't draw, I can't cut, I can't sew. <laughs> um, but I know somebody who can. So I'm like, come with your inspiration pictures. The seamstress taught me how to do measurements. I'm like, we got your measurements. And nobody knew that there was somebody else that was designing these custom um, clothes. But we were also, we would also go like to off- what is it, Saks, off Saks Fifth Avenue, the the discount one, we would go to these stores and buy off-the-rack dresses that were gorgeous gowns, but they had been discounted because they're seasons old at this point. And we'd take them and, like, remove the straps or change the top of it out or add a train to it. And now we had these semi-custom garments. Innovation, and that's that's how we made money. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, like, people really think they have to like put up a whole bunch of money or whatever to be innovative. Really, you you just have to have an idea. Y'all have good ideas, right? But here's here's what I'm going to tell you. Innovation without execution yeah. is just a really good idea that will soon be stolen. Yep. Somebody, for one, there's not an innovative idea that I've had, that you've had, any of y'all had, that someone else didn't think of. Yeah. The race now is, by the time it hits your head, the race now is, who's going to do it first? Like, I got, listen, but I do want to ask you a question too, because innovation is tricky because I am a, I am a visionary. Yeah. I can think of innovative stuff to do, mm-hmm. but I can't execute on all of it. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of FOMO or fear of missing out when you got, six really, really amazing, innovative ideas that the world has not heard of yet. Yes. How do you, how do you pick? So the thing is, and I know, especially in our relationship, we always have these ideas. Always. Always. 
But the problem is, so I'm a visionary and an executor, but I will say yes to everything because I am a say yes now, figure it out later kind of person, right? Well, there's a problem. There's a, there's a, a con and pros to that. And so just in thinking about some things that we have to do, we got a lot of things on the table that we just haven't done. And I believe the biggest part of that is because together we got all these things going on, but also individually, we're also saying yes to things too. And you can't, like, I like to operate in excellence. So you can't just like throw stuff together. Um, There's two things that we got to do. Like we have to do, I'm itching to do it. It's on my mind. We just have to slow down and get some photo shoots and some cameras. Just tell me. Yeah, got to. Got to. Sure. Like, right now, it's, it's, first of all, they needed to be at Black Equity Con. They needed to be. There. They needed to be You're at right. Black Dang, Equity Con. Dang, I wish you had it out by then. What's the second one? Yes, we yeah. need to do that, too. We got to do what? We about to tear that up. Both of those things needed to Just be so available. Innovative, dope. And- They're so dope. Nobody. There's nobody who's done this in a... There are people who have done a variation of this. Um, the second thing specifically, I've done something before, but there's nobody that's like teamed up with our level of influence that's done this, number one. And we kind of got backgrounds that's going to make it super mm-hmm. saucy. And then that first thing, like to me, is just so luxurious and, and positive and for the culture. I cannot wait to put that out. But do you know why we haven't put it out? We haven't done the work for it. Absolutely. And but we have all these other things that we're working on. We have so, so many the other question things. is, if we do that, mm-hmm. will it somehow like chasing this innovation take away from the innovation that we're already working on in our own businesses? So I don't think so because I know that I have gotten better at understanding delegation and you've got a team as well. And so I think I think the hardest part is us just putting it together. And I know that originally we talked about having someone do that on our behalf, but this is this is such a big thing to me that I really think that we need to be the ones to put it together. And then once we put it together, we just got to, if, if that even means hiring two or three new people to manage that, we just got to do it. Right. Yeah, we just you know, have to do it. sickening if somebody else did it. And then we can't really be mad at nobody but ourselves because... Ooh. Innovation without execution. Innovation without execution. It's just an idea that's primed to be stolen. Yeah. So that brings me back to on a previous episode, we talked about if you have ideas, like we could probably create a business ourselves selling ideas. Yes. There we go. Again, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, entrepreneurs be entrepreneurs. Don't we? God, we are 24 hour well, entrepreneurs. And I think this is a real conversation because we've got a lot of amazing things that we can do. Mm-hmm. But the challenge is how do we decide, man? Like, there's, I, I know, I, and I'm, I'm getting better at this, my focus and being willing to say no. So I was actually telling a morning meetup this morning that. Today, even. And I don't know. I, I have to tell somebody that something I've been wor- working on with them. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. 
Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. I can no longer do it, mm. which is tough. Because And I don't know. I said on the call that I got to have the conversation today. But every time I think about it, I get anxiety. Okay, so tell me. Who, who is it? I, can't, I mean... <laughs> Oh, yeah. so we got this amazing, we got amazing idea. The play is crazy, but for what, where I'm focused, yeah, I'm gonna be no good for him or me, mm-hmm. right? So the question <laughs> is, like, and we talked about it on um, uh, me and Darius Daniels episode, being loyal to bad decisions, yeah. and not even a bad decision, but. Being loyal to a decision that you made that no longer serves you. No longer serves you. So what do I do? On one hand, I say, okay, we've been working on this. I'm pulling out. I can't do it anymore. Now I'm going, I'm I'm not a man of my word. Mm. I'm leaving somebody out to dry. Do you have a solution? Huh? Do you have a solution? Like, hey, I can't do this, but you should talk to X, Y, and Z. That may work. Yeah. Can you put a solution in place to replace you? And then just I'd take be you out sick of it. If they do the idea, they make like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, but that's that's the if they're gonna if this is something that you feel like you can't do, you can't be worried about the outcome. You have to separate yourself because they may make a hundred million, but you may be setting up to make three hundred million. That's a fact. That's a fact. But the, the idea that's like okay, we're having this conversation. We got this podcast right, mm-hmm. and then tomorrow I say, Donnie, we fighting. <laughs> Huh. I am. No, no, no. I got, I got a solution. I got a solution. No. First off, Joe has been studying with me for a while in podcasting. He's Joe. No a... offense, but I'm swinging our old boy right here. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? It's not. I mean, once you've committed to something, people are they're they're looking to you to do it. But I gotta like really get out of my own head so. and just do what's best <clears throat> for. Me and my family, which, by the way, is really, really selfish. So this is why I struggle with successful people make fast decisions. Successful people do make fast decisions. But you have to qualify the decisions first. And so I am good for saying, let me get back to you. Let me think about that. 
I know because I will yes, 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 yes. And everybody is winning in this situation except for me because I'm too drained and exhausted to even enjoy. And then something else will always end up suffering, right? So I have just been in this space of carefully. So one thing um, I just, and I I just explained this to some of my VIP clients when, when we were in Mexico, you have to create a mission for your entire, like, where you're taking your life and your company. So you may want a personal life mission and you want a business mission. And it's so important because now when you're presented these ideas, the first question, the first filtering question is, is this, it's a great idea, but is this in alignment with the mission that I'm on right now? What did I say I'm looking to accomplish in these next 12 months? Is it in alignment? And the truth of the matter is there are going to be several amazing opportunities that are presented, but they're not all in alignment. But and, let me let me ask you this though, because a lot of our missions are lifestyle driven. My mm-hmm. mission is to be able to provide for my family. My mission is to, you know, like take my life back where yeah. I can have, you know, this money coming in so that I can do the things with my family, things that would be the mission. Yeah. Now all of these ideas help me move towards the mission. Yeah. I mean, and then you have to filter it out then by saying, okay, so what's the input and output that's required? How much of me is required? So like just even in a part of your mission though, when you're looking at it, it has to be deeper than I want to pursue this lifestyle or do X, Y, and Z. It has to be, I want to do this and here's how much time I'm willing to put in. Here's how much of me I'm willing to put in. Actually write this out. So now when someone comes to you with an opportunity and it's going to require a hundred hours of work from you, I don't know if I have a hundred hours of work to give or a thousand hours of work. It sounds good, but I know that if I do this, now I'm taking away the eight hours that I've committed to my family, you know, in the next two days. And so you have to, you have to qualify. So when I look at opportunities, I pass on so many things all the time. Like I am in a place right now where my price is my price. My rate is my rate, right? Um, Like I I called you and asked you about the speaker's Mm -hmm. fee. Like I have a speaker fee and uh, someone asked me to moderate a panel. And I know just in the industry, there are different fees based on the role that you're playing. Tell my advice. You did. So I called David. (laughs) This is good advice. You know, you get somebody some advice and you get off the phone like, dang, that was good. I'm lit. Yeah. That's how I felt. So I was conflicted because I was asked to moderate an event. And uh, someone saw me moderating Halani's event, a, a panel at Halani's event. And they're like, oh, we want her to come and moderate this event. Well, your girl is lit, right? And I will say no to an opportunity before I say one, say yes to one just for exposure. I'm no longer in the exposure game. So I have a speaker rate, but there's usually also a host rate, a panel rate. There's a keynote rate, right? So I've never been asked to moderate. And in fact, I don't even like to moderate. If I just, I just, no. Um, It's not even that I don't like to moderate. It's just, what you have to pay me to moderate, I'd rather just speak, right? And I'm more impactful that way. Like, I'd prefer to speak or host. I love doing either one of those things. So, um, and I, I like moderating, but what I'm saying is for the end user, I'm also considering you. 
and your budget and what you what you would have to pay me to moderate just I don't feel good about asking for that, right? So anyway, I'm struggling with sending them back a number because I've never given a moderator number out before. Tell them what I said. So I hit David and I was like, yo, um, what's your rate to moderate a panel for like 30 minutes? And he's like, what's your rate? What's your speaker rate? A lot. Okay, it's a lot. Right. It's a lot. (laughs) So he's like, "Uh, well, I don't really have a rate based on what I'm doing. I have a rate based on me showing up. My rate is this many tens of thousands of dollars. And that's my rate, period. Whether I'm hosting, moderating, that's my rate for showing up. And I was like, man, I didn't I didn't think about it. I didn't think about whether I'm going to be there for an hour keynoting or an hour moderating. It's still an hour of my time or whatever that time is. So I like I'm confidence texting at this point. Like, (laughs) that was dope. The way you said that, I am actually about to send them that rate. And so I sent them the rate. And I never heard from them again. (laughs) I never. (laughs) So they had offered me a rate. And I just don't have to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to get dressed. I don't have to hire a makeup artist and find clothes. For that rate, it's just not worth my time. And I'm really, really good at what I do. And so I'm just in this season of my rate is my rate. So that's the first disqualifier. Can you even afford what I'm asking at this point? Let me tell you something real dope before you get to the next point. So, and uh, like Joe and Reese, they were there. So the guy that is doing our lights, so he's a specialist when it comes to lights, like an engineer. I think an engineer by trade, but... Like, he'll put up these lights, and there's this rate. And um, I said something like, uh, can you do this, too? He's like, it was like a real small job. He said, yeah, of course. I mean, but it's $100 an hour. <sighs> and that is kind of like the running conversation that he says. He said, I could do it, but, I mean, I don't know if you want to pay me $100 an hour for and it. And it's a three-hour minimum. Yo, he said, I'll sweep this floor. <laughs> he said, I will mop this floor. You got to pay me $100 an hour. He said, my number is my number for me to show up, for me to do it. So that really people are, people want, people want us to come to an event because us being there makes the event better. Mm-hmm. So no matter what we're doing, we're going to operate in excellence. So like, and really the more you moderate, the more you'll see that that's just as impactful as a keynote. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. There was, there is a, there was just something that was mentally playing with me about what I have to charge yeah. to just sit and ask people questions rather than what I charge to actually prepare like a whole lesson or message or it, there's, there's a difference to me because typically when you're moderating, you're highlighting other people. It's not about you, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I was struggling with, do I really quote this number to charge you to come highlight your guests? Like, that sounds like it doesn't sound as ethical as I'm comfortable. Like, if I'm speaking, I'm comfortable telling you what my rate is because I know what this audience is leaving with. Um, But, you know, I like to moderate. I just wasn't comfortable quoting the price for it, but I did. And so the... uh, What did they offer you? Half of what I would have asked for. They offer half. Ain't bad. 
it's not bad, but I'm not doing it. No, because you told me that your price is your price and I don't have, I don't have any flexibility there. Let me, let me qualify that though. So my rate is going to be my rate, Mm -hmm. but I've taken cheaper than my rate. So for Mm -hmm. instance, the, the guy, um, my man, Terry. So he's like in the morning meetup and like he's on the Patreon. He's just like involved. And he wants, he wants, and I actually saw, uh, we was on live. He wants me to come to San, San Francisco, San Diego. One of those stands. I think he asked me to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But he gave me a number. And I'm like, to fly, uh, all, what you doing? So high. Like it's just high. So, okay. <laughs> it looks good though. Is it uncomfortable for you? It just feels so right here. That's it's cool. cool. I'm good. Um, so he gave me a number. You can't do anything like, in private. You know how you be trying to fix stuff <laughs> and David's going to stop. What are you doing? You. What are you doing? That's awkward. It was like, like a struggle. Well, while the, the, nails too, and you're like, while right, the camera some- wasn't on me, I was trying so. to adjust my microphone. <laughs> so he like, we're on live too. And like I, I, I bring him into my live. He's like, yo, I'm gonna, I want to book you. I want to bring you. I'm like, man, we're going to talk about the booking and all that. You know what I mean? Because this is a booking. And he said, man, you might want you want to talk about this. And I was like, what's your budget? What do you want to pay? He's like, that's something you want to talk about in private? And I'm like, nah, let's do anything you say to me. You can say to my audience. My people. So he said something like, he said, I think $5,000. <laughs> for me to go from... To the Atlanta, West Coast? To the West Coast. Fast forward, I said, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't I was taking it because of $5,000. But he was like, yo, man, I, I'm in your Patreon. I'm in your morning meetup. I, you know, I, I, I rock with the podcast, all that. And in this moment, I'm like, okay. That's different. That is different. I have, I have definitely done some things, especially for people who come from within my community, right. because I knew it would help. But I was saying, them. you said like your rate is your rate, and oh you yeah, waiver for that. But I, I'm saying I do because there are other some stuff I'll do for free. I was about to do the Black Enterprise joint for free. Yeah, I didn't. Well, that was I shouldn't have said a name, but that didn't work out because I uh. One, I had to fly. I had to fly from Seattle to Philly, but the flight, there's not a direct flight. So you got to do Seattle to like Atlanta or Seattle to somewhere else to Philly. And it just became a lot, kind of. And we waited a little long to book the flight because they were going to get the flight. But the the flight, I had to put more money on it or something like that. And I was like, now nah, this is nah. But it was cool because we were like, yo, we're, we're so cool. It's like, yo, it just, it just didn't work out. It yeah. wasn't like nobody did anything wrong. Yeah, do it but I'll time. do, I'll do stuff for free. If it's, if it's a relationship, if it's an opportunity. Yeah. So. I mean, so again, it has to, it depends on my mood. Honestly, sometimes I will, sure. I will do things for free. If I'm just feeling really generous, if I, have not done my fair share of giving for the month. Like, okay, I can, if it's, if it's easy, if it's easy to do, if it's something I can do from my house, I will also, and, and I hate putting it out there because then people try to approach you with these angles. Um, let me be clear that my price is my price and you will get an invoice from me for the full amount. 
And then I will show whatever credit that because I want you to be clear that my price is my price and I want you to understand that I'm doing this on love. But typically when you come from within my community, like there are just certain podcast interviews I won't do. Um, I get messages all the time every day. I just launched my podcast. I would love to have you as my first guest. You don't want to do that. Right. I'm not going to launch your podcast. Like it doesn't benefit me or you to have me as your first guest. You want to build up some momentum. But when people are coming from within my community, I tell them, you know, put put out 10 good episodes and I got you. Right. So I can see your consistency because I'm not just wasting time. Um, But but we were talking about um, innovation and pricing and I just think, you know, I'm, I'm just in and taking advantage of opportunities. I'm in this season right now where every single thing has to make sense for me. For sure. And I am very comfortable being that selfish because I have been in this industry, in this game for so long. And my whole journey includes a give. It's been a give. It's a give. This, this podcast, this is a give. So I have earn the right to say, nope, this doesn't serve me. This doesn't suit me. Is this a... It's a question. So when do you feel like you earned that right to say like, you know, you can either demand a price for something? What's going on with the... What what (laughs) are we doing? So... Reese, was that you? mm -hmm. I'm shocked. Come on, let him him live. No. No. (laughs) He's on camera mad uncomfortable right now. (laughs) <laughs> Get that off me. Get that off me. Turn it off ASAP. Okay. Put it back on Joe, though. I did like that. All right. Let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. So when so like when you, when do you know you've gotten to a certain point in your life to where you can like demand certain things? So I feel like in my life right now. I'm, people are hitting me up asking me for my services for either podcasting or other things that I do. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, when do you, when do you make the decision to say, you know what, I'm worth X right here and to kind of walk away because I'm still new into entrepreneurship. So it's like you kind of stuck in the place where you don't want to leave any money on the table, 
But at the same exact time, when you get low, a low ball offer, what do you do? Yeah, I think it's very important when we're talking about pricing and knowing our worth, not to let greed take over. That's very important, right? But you also don't want to clearance rack your way to making revenue in your business. And so one of my things um, early on when I was probably at the stage that you were at, I would just throw a number out there. And it was usually based on market research. Like I would ask my friends, what do you do? What are you charging? And things like that. And then I would throw that number out there. And if people say yes to it, fantastic. The next time I'm going to throw a slightly higher number out there. Like I have a goal of what I, I, I want to be paid $100,000 to hit a stage anytime I hit that stage. We're not there yet, right? Not there yet. But I know that my goal is to be such a sought after speaker that my rate is $100,000 to step on your stage. So as I am continuing to grow and build my influence, I'm going to keep pushing that envelope. And because I have already determined that that's the destination, I now, I don't attract opportunities that say we got $1,500 for you. People don't even approach me with that because I've attracted, I'm putting out the energy of what I want. So I'm getting opportunities that are in alignment with where my numbers are right now. Um, When you start to do that really is up to you. Guys, what you need to understand about pricing is that you're in full control of it. There is no scale. Like we got to break away from this, this employee mindset that says, after a year, we've done time and we deserve a raise. You deserve a raise when you feel like you need a raise. Your body will tell you when you need a raise. Your testimonials and results will tell you when you need a raise. Your experience will tell you when you need a raise. You can. I went through a period in 2020 where I was giving myself a raise like every two months. <laughs> like this is still not doing, like I like where we're going here, but this is still not the number. So you determine that you have you have the leverage of social proof. So nobody should dare with the investment that it just requires to even be on this on this show. Nobody should dare be like trying to pick your brain or lowball you. You are a producer of a top rated podcast factually. You helped with that. You are a cast member here, right? So I would definitely be leveraging that, but start with some market research. What are other producers asking for and calling for this in this industry? And then where do you measure? Do you have that same level of skill set or do we need to make some adjustments for the differences there? Throw out a number. If you're getting a lot of no's, maybe the number or the value that you're communicating is off and we need to adjust for that. If you're getting a lot of yeses, take that and then master that part. And if they're saying yes too fast, the number is still too low. Yeah. Yeah. I I would, uh, yeah, just echo everything Donnie said. In terms of like your, your ability to demand, what was the question? Like, when can you demand certain things? Right. We all do right now. Like you're like, would you work for $10 an hour? You will walk in and say, I'm not working for $10 an hour because me doing that is not worth the amount of money that I'm going to make. Right? So we got to ask ourselves, will we work for 15? Will we work for 20? Will we work for $30 an hour or or will we work for $20 an hour if it's attached to something? Would you work for $10 an hour if you're working with the top rated health and wellness 
mental coach or something like somebody that's doing exactly what you want to do would you work for $10 an hour? See, I'm, I'm a little torn with that my answer, though. No, that, that's a hard no. Talk, talk, to, talk to you. No, because part of me is like I'm going back to when I first started working for you. I started working for you for free mm-hmm. because I wanted the experience and kind of get into the, the space of what you were doing what, and because your vision aligned with my vision. So it was like, okay, I'll come in and be an intern at 30 years old and with no problems at all. And, you know, like... Good decision or bad decision? Huh? Good decision or bad decision? It's a great decision. That was an ego question. No, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. Yo, I would... I would work... If... If Joe Button, right now, in Atlanta, and he said, yo, I want you to come be a stagehand for $10 an hour, I would probably say yes. I admire that about you. <laughs> it's almost okay. So I would do it for free before you give me ten dollars an hour. Let me ask like, you this. Let me ask you this. Well, okay. Well, yeah, free ten dollars, just whatever. Just right? free me. Don't ten dollar me. Don't send me nothing that I got to put on somebody's tax return that said ten dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we all we all demand something. Yeah, like we're all we we ha- you have your standards of things that you're willing to do, things that you're willing not to do. So because there, there's a certain, the question is, will me doing this help me get to my goal? That's the question. And I want to, while we're on this hourly, what you would accept hourly, I got to put this out there uh, because I get this all the time too. I'm sure you do. Donnie, I'm going to be in Atlanta. I would love to take you to lunch um, just to sit down and have a conversation with you. Well, that's code for work. I got a bunch of questions that I want to ask you. Now let's, Let's qualify this lunch. Where where are we going? (laughs) Right. And regardless of where you go in the city, most times in Atlanta, $150 max, right? Between the two of us, which means that if we're just saying apples to apples, maybe the investment in me was 75 bucks. I do not work for $75 an hour. Lunch is likely going to be a two hour situation. So now you're asking me to work for like 30 something dollars an hour. And you have to understand like these offers for lunch from people who are serious about their business, especially when you have no relationship and you've added no value, you've offered no value. It's, it's, it's quite insulting. And it puts us in these situations every single day where we have to just, at this point, I, I just ignore most of it, but we have to say, no, if you want to do business with people, do business with them. Do business with them. If you want to invite someone to lunch, figure out how to do that where you're offering value. Don't try to take people to lunch and lunch your way to all the answers. Now, I have been that person before. I remember in the network marketing industry when I wanted to connect with certain mentors, I'm like, what can I do just to get on your calendar? You know, can I take you to lunch? Things like that. But it also wasn't necessarily an entrepreneurial effort. You know, it was their it was their role. It was their job to coach me. If I signed up and you're my upline, like you are supposed to coach me, whether you take me, whether I take you to lunch or not. But I wanted some additional special time. Like I wanted to be able to journal and take notes. And so I would take people to lunch and that's cool. But you got we got to get into this. Uh, you got to invest in yourself. Let me show you how I framed it, too, because I, I, I was the king of lunch. Mm-hmm. 
because you were greedy. And I used to, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, seriously. No, no, like, I'm talking about, I would take people to lunch. Oh, you was, was, I was the queen of accepting the lunch. Like, oh, absolutely, you can take me to lunch. I get to eat and just talk about what I love to talk about for sure. Yeah. But then it's like, again, it's not just lunch. It's now, now I can't put any money-making activity on my calendar during that time frame. I have to get up. I have to use makeup. I have to comb my hair. Things that I honestly don't do every day. I don't get dressed every day. I don't put on makeup every day. I might not unwrap my hair every day. So this isn't just the Donnie, you would have done this anyway. No, no, I wouldn't have. I'm in pajamas every day, all day. And so now I have to get dressed. I've got to put wear and tear on my hair. I'm, you know, using my makeup. I have to put on my clothes, my gas and all this stuff. This lunch has to make sense for me. Right. But here's the thing. I don't want y'all to get scared by that answer. <laughs> because Be some people will say yes mm-hmm. and some people will say no yeah I listen I, I I try to take mad people to lunch some people say yes mm-hmm. and some people said no mm-hmm. some people like you're gonna come across Dottie and she's gonna be like why this doesn't make sense for me you'll hit me this doesn't make sense for me right so I but I don't say it doesn't make sense for me I'll say something like We'll see. You know? <laughs> see I but I don't even go that. I'm not even taking that right. angle. No, I'm not that, leading because right. when you tell somebody we'll see, they're going to follow up and then it just becomes more well, and more awkward. Out. I've told some people we'll see and they kept following up and eventually we went. But my point is, everything you do, everything you do. The call is free. Book a call. Well, I don't got no call. Yeah, I'd be like, look, yo, I can't accommodate lunch, but strategy sessions to figure out what you need help with are free. Book a call. Right. But my my point is, everything you do Mm -hmm. needs to go through the filter of, is this going to help me get to my goal? Yeah. Period. Yeah. So, like, you accepting something. I don't want you to think, should I be accepting this because is it the right thing to do? Mm -hmm. You should be asking yourself, should I accept this because this somehow is a stepping stone to my goal? Yeah. That you, you put every filter through that, but everybody demands something. Everybody demands something. Everybody does. Everybody I need demands that brown something. One, man. Where, I'd be asking you like, where are all the new shirts? I feel like I'm your. Top I model. actually would like that you know shirt that? too. Um, I don't think you. Oh, you did. Yo, the shirt that you gave me with the little green, pink, blue situation on. Yeah, that joint is hard. Yeah, shout out to the crew. It, I wore it on an episode. We so should get a shirt. I just. I, but I do okay. want to say that um, I I said, yo, I need some shirts. And I said, how much do they cost? And I paid them. So. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um, First of all, I pay everybody. Okay. He gave me a shirt. No, it's, I wasn't attacking <laughs> I'm you. like, I, was I pay you know. everybody. I prefer to pay. I don't want to be held accountable for wearing anything. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so we, we just want a bunch of topics today. But we, we definitely want a, a bunch of topics. I, I think we all need to, like, start to think innovation. I really want to stay on that innovation thing. Yeah. Because that's where it's at. And most people, ne- my, my favorite word is, word is think. Most people just never think of how can I create something that's innovative. Yeah. How can I do something that will make, will, will pull a reaction out of somebody? Mm-hmm. Like, are you doing anything right now that people say, yo, I can't, why I ain't think of that? Why didn't I think of that? Most of us aren't doing anything like that. We're just, we're doing what we feel we can do, what we think is going to work based on passion or whatever we call it. 
but it, it's it, it's there's no wow factor to it. So I would advise everybody read this book, Purple Cow. Oh, I love that book. Purple Cow is lit, and it starts out where this guy is driving. I told the story a million times. I think I wrote it in my book too, but it starts out where this guy is driving down this country road. And he sees a pasture of cows. And it's like cow after cow after cow after cow. You know what cows look like, right? They're black and white. And he gets to his destination. And, you know, he's talking to his family like, yo, this is just, you know, beautiful cows, man. It's just, just peaceful out here. And the guy is thinking to himself, and he writes it in the book. He said, um, what would happen if one of those cows were purple? So imagine a scenery where you're driving down, you see cow, pasture, pasture, pasture. Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Eventually, the thing that was beautiful will begin to get boring. Mm. You see a hundred cows? It's no longer... When you first get there, it's like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Look at the cows. Oh, look at the big one. Look at the little one. But eventually, it's like miles of cows. And it's just, hey. All these cows. But if one of those were purple, what would you do? You would stop. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name. 
Or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal your car mm-hmm. right, hold on you would jump out you would take a selfie with the cow would you not absolutely would you not take a selfie with a purple cow would you not try to get close enough to touch it to see if it's dying, if it comes off? Or by the time you get to your destination on this beautiful journey, when you get to your family's house for the holidays, the first thing you talk about when you get in that house is what? The purple cow. The purple cow. Yo, I saw a purple cow. Y'all uh-huh. not going to believe it. Let me show you the pictures. And he'll start Googling, okay, purple cows. Was the cow sick? Like you're just, you're, you're, you're going through. You're so excited because you saw something in a sea of nothing. Mm-hmm. So when I read the book, that was the start of my journey of innovation. Yeah. How can I create a purple cow? How can I create something where people walk in and they say, oh, yo, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. And pay attention to the value in that because the purple cow wasn't a purple cow sheep horse mix. It was just a purple cow. So some of you are in a space right now of things that you're just so familiar with seeing. You've taken this road trip a million times in your industry and things are just so normal. But there is a space that you've noticed right with what you have access to right now where, man, if if I could just tweak that and make it would make things easier for me or to make e- things easier for the person, that is innovation. That if I could just, or why didn't they just do this? Or why isn't it just like this? That's the idea. That's the innovation. And you're overlooking it. Looking for some big launch to the moon idea where right around you with the things that you have access to and resources and you see every day and you've become so familiar with right in that pocket, there's a what if something. That's the innovation. That's the innovation. Y'all think of anything? Are you, is your are your minds moving on what can I? Yo, I remember after I read this. I think it was after I read this book. I created this idea. I came up with this concept called a photo shoot party. Now I've never ever heard this before. Now I've always been bringing the entrepreneurial uh, community together, and I have this clothing brand at the point at this point called Sleepers for Suckers. And I'm just thinking, how can I create something that no one see, no one's seen before? That's exciting. So I come up with this idea of this photo shoot party, right? Where I'm getting like, I'm getting uh, really professional photographers and we set up like four or five different stations where people can come and get professional pictures taken and they're doing their photo shoot. The whole party is 20 bucks. Now at this joint, I'm selling my own t-shirt. So obviously people are buying the shirts to, um, they're buying the shirts to wear in their pictures but we also had other clothing lines that would pay for their whole team to come because now this is their photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm telling entrepreneurs, yo, you need to 
y'all, y'all got to stop using them pictures that you've been using for the last 10 years. <laughs> it's time to upgrade your pictures. Like, it's time to upgrade your bios. It's time to do all that. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving people an opportunity to get 200, 300. The last photo shoot we did was $1,000. Yeah, yeah. The same photographer, Rias. So look at Rias. He's a dope photographer. This was years ago, so they'll probably never do this. But the same photographer, I paid $1,000 to do my photo shoot a few months ago was the same photographer that would come to the photo shoot party. And he, like his style, he'll like just sit down and he'll set up his old backdrop. And he's taking these really professional pictures. The same photographer. And I'm like, yo, if I can create this, this, uh, this networking atmosphere where people leave with something, genius. Mm-hmm. After reading Purple Cow, I said, I got to do something where you haven't seen it before and it creates a wow factor. And that's exactly what we did. And every single, like, we kept doing them joints. And I would celebrate my birthday with the photo shoot parties and they'd be packed out. I got to show y'all the videos. They're still on YouTube, actually. I love that your thought process for creating that was entrepreneurs no longer using images that they took from, like, 10 years ago. They no longer look like that person. I love that. And it leads me to this thought of, why are all of my images for Black Equity Con a photo of me from 10 years ago? That's a good question. That's a good question. I am not that skinny. Did you send your pictures? David, you have so many photos of me, it's not even funny. Oh, you think I made the flyers? You told me to send the pictures. Did you send the pictures? I sent them to you. And you still, you default to that same raggedy photo. I didn't even pick them. It was like eight years ago. One, I didn't pick none of the pictures. How on Two, earth did they get access? Because it's Two, nowhere. I have no idea. Two, <laughs> it's nowhere. It can only me. have come from you. Sending the pictures to me. Good idea or bad idea? Terrible idea. See? So Absolutely <laughs> horrible idea. See? However, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I wanted to make sure you were in alignment with your philosophies. Because they couldn't have gotten that picture from me. They had to have gotten it from your Dropbox. You weren't at the photo shoot party. I was not at the photo shoot party. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. I didn't send them any pictures at all. Uh huh. So I, it's not like I gave them that picture. I don't know where they got it from. Like, look, I'm not going to be the diva of the Black Equity Con, but where's wherever that picture is stored, it needs to be deleted. You need to find out where that's at. I don't they even look it. like that. That picture is from 2014. Okay, <laughs> like for real. And you look better now. I look so much better. Can I get credit for my grown woman over the eight years that since that? Thank you. Like, your girl got a little weight on her. Glowing. (laughs) Evolved. Personally developed. Successful. Mm -hmm. Because I was hella broke in that photo. (laughs) Hit this part, right? Leave me alone. What is happening? This is standing up. up. Thank you, Reese. That's we have such a professionally produced podcast. Yep. I appreciate you guys so much. I had to kill you a little <laughs> arrogant moment. All right. So uh, anyway, uh, any questions, y'all? I wanted to. Try, I mean, we got the twelve. It's we got a couple. Of, we got we got we a got few questions. moments for some questions. I mean, but the second joint. Why would you Friday, even maybe. start picking on how I look when you're sitting here wearing these tie dye drawstrings? I look great. Shorts. <laughs> I look great. Like, I have been holding back the whole time. I look great. You look... Can we get to questions? Do you mind? Let's not make it about you. Anybody got questions? Like, why would he even open this can of worms with me, of I all like, people? My like petty my, is, is untamable. Is anything wrong with my outfit? 
Is anything wrong, Miles? Y'all see these drawstrings on his shorts? They're tie dye. They are for real tie dye. This is how they came. You are so matchy matchy. I know. Boys department from Walmart. Thank you. First off, everything. Everything that used to be in is in now. So. He said, this is the golf outfit. This is the putt-putt outfit. Yeah. You could not get this in the my... country club wearing can we, this. Can we finish the podcast, please? We are on a podcast. I don't podcast. have nothing to roast today. No. You, you actually look nice today. Thank you. So, first of all, I got to tell you that I just took my... Um, I'm so excited because uh, I just took some of my VIP clients to Mexico. And these are some people who are all going after a multi seven figure goal for the year. And so we have these live experiences that we do. And so you don't want to take questions. We have these live experiences that we do. And I just took them out to Mexico. And when I tell you, like, I found, I got, I ended up getting strep throat and pneumonia on the trip. So I couldn't really complete it. Right. But the moment that I was there in the beginning where it felt really good. I found Donnie again, like every couple of months or whatever, you will find what really, really does it for you. And being in that space where people invested at a really high level to learn and be there and just seeing them commit to all their goals. And I'm like, yo, we got millions of dollars of goals right here in this room. And I got to bring my best friend with me. She was so inspired by it. Um, I just wanted to mention it. As you go through your, grow through your journey, like evolution is everything. In that moment, I was reminded of what I love about what I do. I love teaching. I love teaching people how to think bigger, dream bigger, and actually do bigger activities so you can get bigger results. Such a fulfilling moment. Um, nothing innovative about that. I just kind of wanted to add that to my story because you didn't ask me about my week. And had you asked me about my week, I would have talked about that. So there's that. Join my mastermind anyway to travel with me internationally. Hmm. Questions? Are you done? I am. Okay. Questions? Are you, you done or are you finished? Everybody got a question? You oh, yeah. Questions? You'll just have to swap with someone who... Anybody Unless have a question? You have a question? Somebody has a question? You have a question? Okay. Who has a question? All right, all right, Just yeah, get up and get it. in the seat. Gary, <laughs> right, your seat. All right. Hold on one sec. Okay. Let's get you. Closer. Go ahead. All right, good. Get that go camera. Forward. Yeah. All right. There we go. Hello again. Question for you, both of you guys. Um, I know partnerships could be very tough, right? A podcast voice, man. <laughs> a radio voice. Thank you. You thank definitely you, thank you. have a, a radio voice. And you have a whole radio look. I can see him on a flyer. He's giving with the eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can sure. see a clean salt cut, pepper, salt, pepper, bald, married. This is the whole situation. It's very marketable. And you should talk to us offline about that. And I will. Then, uh, <laughs> I actually do have a podcast. Oh, Mortgage Motivation Podcast. But we we'll definitely want to talk about that. But question, um, as it pertains to partnerships, I know partnerships could be tough. Yeah. So at what point did you, both of you guys know that the partnership will work personally and on a business level? Because I know a lot of times people start off as friends and then they try to bring it into a business partnership. At what point did you know that, you know, this, this would make a good couple? Immediately, yeah, I think. Yeah, just friends. Yeah. Just... So just for clarity, there is no this is only a business partnership, right? We're right. friends in real life that have a business partnership, but right. David and I hit it off in a professional setting. 
And I think in the beginning, we weren't like friends who hung out. We were friends who talked about business. And then it just started kind of making sense to, well, let's try to do something together. And early on, it was very low committal activity. So if it worked out, great. If it doesn't work out, that's cool too. We won't be mad at each other. It just so happens that everything that we've done has worked out well. So then let's take it to a deeper level of commitment. And then, okay, a deeper level of commitment. And now we have a deeper level of commitment and we're about to have a deeper level yeah, of commitment. Right, sure. <laughs> right. yeah, so, so I don't even know how to answer it because I, I think we just, we just vibe. You got to find right. who you hit it off with. I have attempted, I believe, I personally believe you can have partnerships with friends and family. Me and David are proof of that. I've had some great partnerships with friends that didn't work out, but it wasn't because it was it was silly. And maybe at that time, we weren't people who really understood the give and take of partnership. But you really just have to find people that you mesh with, people who have the same values as you. Like there's, I don't feel, David has put me on to tremendous opportunity because he is a connector. That's what he does. But there's not anybody dragging anybody along that doesn't, you know, sometimes you'll try to partner with people because you have these conversations like, girl, we got to do this or when are we going to do X, Y, and Z? And, you know, deep down inside, you're talking to somebody who's never going to jump off the porch. Correct. You have to find people who are equally as motivated as you, who have a same value, you know, system with you. And it's probably likely that you want to be in alignment and purpose. I think David and I are in alignment with what our purpose is for our lives. And that probably, so for us, we can't even, I can't even fathom an argument or drama. Um, we've never had an argument, never. but if we did, I don't, you know, it wouldn't be the, the end of anything. We're so focused on what we want to accomplish for people, for our community, for ourselves and our family, that that's really all we can focus on. Yeah. And there's, there's like, there's no ego or, uh. you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, Donnie has a little easy. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's not in terms of all right, who gets bigger shine or like you'll have certain partners that like let's say outside of y'all partnership, there's something that there's an opportunity they put you on and they say something like, All right, well, I'm gonna put you on this opportunity, but I want a piece of it. And the only reason they're not taking opportunities because they can't. But we haven't been, like, if there's something that there's a connection that I can make with Donnie, I just make it. I don't need to be in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I genuinely care about her succeeding as a person. You right. feel me? So that's right. one area. And that's he knows aspect. that I'm genuinely grateful. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, I never sure. miss an opportunity to say thank you. Yeah. Right? right. So, and, and that's also important. Like, uh, I had a partnership years ago that ended for that reason alone. Like, that person originally thought that they wanted to pay, play the background role. Like, you're the face, you're the social media person, you run that part. I just kind of want to be in the background helping with the logistics. And that business ended up taking off and we would have press coming in and we're getting all kinds of, you know, feedback. And one day somebody referred to that person as my assistant. And they were like, hey, you know, I want to, Donnie, when you get a minute, I want to talk to you as the owner and get, And that person felt like, well, I'm an owner too. And it ended up ending our partnership, like literally that day, because they felt like they worked for me. 
But that's what they communicated. You be the front. Nobody else would have known that you were an owner because you said that you weren't comfortable in that spotlight. So you got to get really clear and ask questions like, okay, I understand that you want the background role now, but when this thing blows up, how comfortable are you? David and I didn't have that conversation. And we'll be walking through, I swear, by myself or out and about with my circle, you know, without David. Everybody's like, Donnie, oh my God, it's nice to meet you. Walking next to this man, <laughs> nobody knows me. Nobody. Right. Oh, yo, brother, I like, see you on the podcast. Yo, I people say, yo, do I watch every episode? I love your podcast. And Donnie right. is sitting there like, <laughs> so you don't know me? So right? you know, she'll say right. she'll like, watch, so you've you, never you, seen you my face. You can't watch every episode. <laughs> right. oh, and then it's always like an afterthought. Oh, Donnie, I love you too. But they get so excited to see David whenever we're together. If we're not together, it's like all about me. And, you know, I'm right. getting stopped at random places, traffic, the grocery store, Target. We were in the airport just a couple of weeks ago. Me, David, wife, kids, they saw none of us. Hey, y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on the couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry. So it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there, you don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there, boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging, it's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Ufi is on standby for you 24-7, so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay, listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, eufy.com. I just ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, 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 it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door. Incredible. Okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. <laughs> it was just I mean I think was it security who screamed across the airport right. yo brother Shans I love what you're doing man you're changing the world what you're doing for the culture and I'm, 
<laughs> but I do it too. I do it for the culture. Me, and me. this has been yeah. going on at this point for years. If I weren't so focused on what the vision is and why we're doing this and what the purpose is, I could have allowed that to offend me to the point where I say, well, I'm a star too, or I'm, I'm, I'm impactful too. And I want this shine too. And we've just found a way to make it funny because I know who I am in my own right, but none of that matters. What matters is why we are doing this. And we have a very, very, very good grasp on that. And I think another, uh, another part to that is like, we all have our own brands. Yeah. So and we both like make our own money. It's here's yo, know, here's what's crazy. It's really hard to do business Ooh. with people who don't have money. It's hard to make money with people who don't have any. Right. Because their focus is kind of off. And if you don't have any money and the opportunity creates some success and they've never experienced that before, that person changes. Yeah. Correct. Because they've never experienced it before. They're like getting this whole new swag and it's like, yo, hold on, who? What happened? Yeah. To, what happened to you? What, yeah. what was right. that? What was the humble? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So I I try to make it a point to um, to work with people who are like used to having something because now it's not about every dollar. It's about the mission, and we both understand as we grow the mission, money will come. Yeah, you know, that's such a that's such a valid point. We can we need to do a whole episode about partnerships. One hundred percent. Um, because that's also something we've talked about so much in this episode, but that's really important. It's something that will get you in trouble. I don't suggest, and it's really difficult to say this because I have been that person that was desperate for making money, right? But my work ethic, you'll get some people whose work ethic and their integrity are at a different level. And then you get some people who are desperate for money and they're going to do whatever it takes for money. When you pick a partner And this isn't foolproof because I can think of some situations where one partner is more successful than the other financially, but that other partner brings something to the table. The point is both people must bring something of equal value to the table. It doesn't have to be money to money. It can be money to skill set and talent, money to, you know, vision. But both parties need to bring something to the table. And I don't recommend that you partner with people who are desperate. I think the beauty of the Social Proof podcast and the evolution of of David and I's, if David and I had attempted to partner in 2008, we probably wouldn't be partners now because I was going through something financially where I was so desperate for money that this idea has to work. I can't keep coming. I can't keep showing up and it's free. I can't keep putting gas in my car and it's free and I'm not making money. Mm. But years later now, now we have the leverage of making money, right? Even though we're making much different money than before we started Social Proof, we were still making enough money to say, we've got time to try this idea and see if it works. Like, let's just try it and see. It wasn't a, this has to work kind of deal. And you approach things with a different level of confidence, which allows that partnership to be even more successful when you are not dealing with people out of desperation. I just don't ever think it's a great idea to try to build something from where your back is against the wall because your motivating factors behind it are going to impact the outcome. Man, that's a bar. Yeah, great yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, were you coming for a question? Or did you come next? This was a good episode. This was this a good be hard episode. to title, though. 
All of it. All of it. Entrepreneurship 301. <laughs> what up? Okay, what's going on, y'all? It's Amino, aka Amino on the mic. Owner Energy. Proof Fit Clothing. Well, you don't have to apologize for being yourself. You just find like-minded individuals like you and make your own crew. I love it. My question is, to piggyback off of that, my ultimate goal is to be able to... I'm excited for Black Equity Con, first of all, right? Because I'm looking to get into like partnerships with like big-name retailer stores like a Jimmy Jazz, a DTLR, things like that. So, like, what are some things that you advice you would give, like maybe a little sneak peek of the conference of how to get into that? And, like, are you looking to give up ownership? Or are you just looking to get them uh, equity of commission, like, and things like that, like, moving forward? Are you looking for an equitable partner? Just let you, because I'll be wearing your clothes on the top. I love it. <laughs> um, so, what is the ultimate goal? Outside of you being in, why do you want to be in retail? So, essentially because of uh, the brand's message. I want to be able to spread this. So, what we do is we create fashion with a meaning. Um, crew fit clothing. So every letter in crew stands for something. It's can't write every room. What is the goal for being in retail? Why do you want to be in retail? To get it to more people. To get it to more people. Yes. My question is, is that the best way to get it to more people? Mm. Subjective. It is. It's a question. The answer could be yes or it could be no. But I think you need to identify what the goal is mm-hmm. and then figure out what's the best way to get to the goal. Because is is the best way to get into um, is the best way to get your brand in front of more people going into retail? Maybe, maybe not. It could be. Okay, how many people have bought some apparel from online in the last this year so far? Everybody. How many people? Typically, you're not going into a mall to shop. So you'll get into retail and it's cool to say my shirts are in Foot Locker or DTLR or whatever. But that, is that the best way to get exposure? Focusing on that. I don't know. It might be. Mm-hmm. But you need to figure out why you're doing everything that you're doing. It doesn't seem clear. I just want to be in retail because I have a retail brand. Let's think Purple Cow. What can we do with this brand that's going to get it in front of more people outside? Because what they're going to do is they're going to start you off you're not going to make any money off the t-shirts. You're, you're going to give them a whole bunch of shirts and they'll pay you later a little bit of what you normally make, mm-hmm. right? But they're only going to start you off in a couple stores local right? and see how it does. Listen, mm-hmm. I was in DTLR, sold out. And then the person who actually was the buyer for DTLR who bought my apparel to put in there, which mm-hmm. we sold out, they wound up quitting or going to another department or somebody else is there. Now I got to go through the process. I can't even get in touch with this person. And I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how to get into retail. It was just so hard. And the time and energy that it took to do that, I could have been trying to do deals with influencers and say, yeah. yo, for this 30 days, I'm doing a deal with this influencer. For 30 days, every sale that comes to the website, I give you half of the profit. Mm-hmm. The next month, we do it another influencer. Next month, we do it another. That's why I did it with Desi Banks with a vibe called Blessed. I was like, yo, whatever comes in, you get 50%. Even some of the traffic that I'm already driving. Yeah. yeah. So you got a brand where you can make some money. But that's me thinking. That's me thinking. Let's say, for instance, Desi partners with your brand, and he has a big following, and y'all sell a bunch of shirts. Mm-hmm. The next month, you say, yo, be Simone. 
I want to make this whole line, everything that comes from the website, including these residuals that's coming from last month's promotion, you're going to make some money. The website is doing this amount already. You put your sauce on it, we'll make X amount of dollars. And every single month, you would have influencers like lining up at the door. And these influencers have global appeal. 100%. Whereas when you are usually getting with bigger box retailers, they start you off in a local market. 100%. So now with the way that things are happening in business, number one, most of your shoppers are not going into the stores, right? Mm-hmm. They're shopping online. David made a great point. Why do you why do you want to be in these stores? And your answer was exposure. Yeah. Well, I would then calculate the cost of the opportunity. Mm. how much foot traffic does this DTLR get every single day times 30 days, right? So DTLR on Camp Creek, let's say they see 10,000 customers a month. You think? They don't, but I don't... (laughs) Let's just say, for for numbers perspective, let's just say they see 10,000 new faces a month. Now you've got DTLR selling Nike and all these other urban designers very small percentage of people are going to see your product and buy it. You go to a David who has 150,000 followers or something like that, 200,000 followers, and he's only marketing your shirt right now. (laughs) Only marketing your shirt. You go to a Desi who's only in partnership with you to market this shirt. You go to someone else who's only in partnership. Which one is going to actually give you more exposure? Where you... Uh, that will give you more exposure. In addition, there are other ways of of managing expo- or getting more exposure. You can do the numbers breakdown. Understand, number one, how much traffic do you get? Mm-hmm. What exactly is this exposure? Because if we're talking about 5,000 people a month seeing it, you can do that on your own and keep more of your money because they are going to take the majority of your money for marketing your product, period, right? Yeah. Okay? Hey, Reese. Yeah. Can we producers? What, what are, we, are doing? we doing? All right. So um, um, yeah, right. they they are going to do that. We can hear you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just go out there, out there. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> also, <laughs> outlets like Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, you can. There's there's so many I brands. Like I didn't <laughs> like that at all, at all. There are so many brands that will that have blown up like off Amazon, like. Mm-hmm. You get on Amazon, you pay them whatever their fee is to be sponsored. Mm. That's your exposure. So if exposure is your goal, then I would consider some different avenues. But if being cool and saying you're in a store is your goal, then that's a, that's a goal too. Can I touch on that right, mm-hmm. right quick? So, um, so for example, like let's say, example, Kanye West, right? Mm-hmm. So Kanye West is already a big influencer himself, but he still wanted to partnership with Adidas. And after Adidas, he wanted to like, I believe, a Nike. So I believe that there was some benefit to that. So that's essentially why I was looking towards that. Benefit for who? Both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about Kanye West, who is a global mega Uber star. Yeah. Right? He can put his stuff in Kmart, Walmart, Target, Adidas, Prada. Mm-hmm. He can partner with anybody and it's going to blow. People are going to go to those retailers to look for his things. Just like the Skims line and the Kim Kardashian and the Fendi line, and they're going to go specifically to look for it, whereas they have to discover you. So it's different. I got you. It's very, very different. You got to get clear. Mm -hmm. And I think you probably, 
Uh, do you own the brand yourself? Yeah, it's Sabi. Trademarked? Yeah. Trademark? Oh, yeah. that answer came real slow. Real do that today. Slow. Let it's me. Trademark, right? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> we're, putting it, we're putting it in tonight for anybody watching. You know? um, yeah, no, yeah, I need you. Yeah. This episode drops tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I need you to file your application for your trademark today. Yeah, All right, got gotcha. you. Uh, I'll put you on my attorney. With Kendra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, seriously. No, I'm for real too. Because remember what we just talked about in this episode, innovation and somebody beating you to your own idea? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> you see a little bear on everything. <laughs> you see Walmart. Like, hey, that's my little bear. Okay, so yeah. good question. Good gotcha. Question. All right. Um, how are you feeling? I feel good. You feel good? Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Uh, hey, y'all. I'm Jay. You are just so cute to me. First Thank of all, <laughs> let me shout Jay out. Um, you showed up. You made me incredibly proud. So Skittles, Miss Skittles was looking for a last-minute designer mm-hmm. in Atlanta for, it was her birthday. Oh, uh, yeah. For and her, she had the Bloom Conference. She had the Bloom Conference. It was her birthday. And she's like, yo, she's asking people to tag designers. So I tagged Jay and was mm-hmm. like, you know, look into this. She ends up getting the gig. Mm. Two looks in three days. Two looks in three wow. days. Yeah. And she showed out. Thank I you. love it when I make a referral and somebody exceeds expectations. When I tell you, you did your thing. Thank you. You are the epitome of class and professionalism in black business. And Thank I just you. want to give you those flowers. Wow. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Okay. All right, so give us your question. And, um, and do me a favor. Try uh-huh. to make it a question. Oh, I have a question. Because yeah, yeah, I have gone. a question. I know, first, gone. I have something for go. him. Right, so, I, I quit. so when you were <laughs> talking and I did came to my head, um, it would be cool, like, maybe if you could do, like, a pop-up shop in, like, Metaverse or, like, a, a virtual, like, pop-up shop where you get together with, like, a bunch of, um, like, streetwear designers and then, like, it could be, like, a real event and, like, Metaverse, or, I don't know, some type of virtual thing and then, like, all of y'all are, like, since people get their clothes online, like everyone could be there, like looking at the different vendors in the metaverse and stuff. I don't know, but that popped in my head, like when you were talking. Innovative. Um, do you have a vendor table at Black Equity Con? So exposure is not what you're looking for. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and well, I had meant to ask you something too about awesome. Black Equity Con, but I guess it's kind of too late because it's been like a few weeks since I've seen you. I was going to ask you, could I get like a list of the women speakers that were going to be there so I could reach out to them and maybe dress them for the event? But it's like a you week and a up. half away. So got to show up and find them. Yeah. Um, but anyways, my question. Uh, so basically, um, when it comes to like having like these innovative ideas, at one po- at what point did y'all switch from basically y'all bringing these innovative ideas to life by yourself to actually like delegating and like having people help you? Because I feel like right now I have so many ideas that I want to bring to life, but I want to also bring just to bring people in to like help. But it's like, when do you do that? Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Yeah, so... The first thing, before we start talking about innovative ideas, is we have to have a goal. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a goal that we're moving towards. Mm-hmm. And the innovative ideas should be pushing us towards the goal. Mm-hmm. 
So what's your goal? Um. Okay. So I have had this conversation a, goal, a bunch of times. A bunch of Jack. times, y'all. You got to get so clear. Your goals are the GPS for your whole life. And I know it sounds so cliche. Nobody ever wants to focus on that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you have to have clear goals for what you're doing personally or professionally. Otherwise, we end up in these places of confusion all the time because we don't even know what we're going for. I got so, a perfect example. I do have a goal. I know, but it's not clear. Well, it. I, it is clear. It I guess ain't. I just like got nervous it before ain't. saying it. Okay, say it. Okay, so basically by the end of the year, I want like my position in fashion to kind of be solidified. So I want people when they think of me or think oh of my, my brand, they think of draping. So but how do you know when you reach that? Okay, so basically I guess how I saw it in my head, it's like for one, I wanna by the end of the year, I want my brand experience to look a certain way. So I want it to be like completely couture and luxury, like uh, what my clients go through. And also just through like my branding. So everything that I put out is um, has something to do with draping or like just couture fashion, even like different types of reels I wanted to do since there aren't a lot of black women in my space. Starting like this reel series where I like promote other black uh, women fashion designers just to, like still I still don't hear a goal but it sounds like you want to be known for like being that person for draping mm-hmm. and fashion so I want you to communicate that like all of the other stuff that you're saying mm-hmm. mumbo jumbo falling on deaf ears I want to be the number one black female designer go-to for draping mm-hmm. that's but, my goal but even that, that is, is it. very so yeah but, but you still can't eat how do you thing. How do you say the number one person in this room? Yeah. How do you say mm-hmm. that you're number one? Who determines that? Who qualifies that? So I want to, you know, have X amount of maybe you want to have X amount of garments that, you know, drape draped garments mm-hmm. that you create this year. I want to style a thousand women over the next 12 months. I want to mm-hmm. style 500 women over the next 12 months, highlighting and displaying my skill set and passion for draping. That is a goal. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Yeah. Right. But trying to go after, I want to be the most sought after. I want to be the number one. I want to be the top. I want to be, I want to be thought of. Well, you can be thought of, but if nobody is checking out, Mm -hmm. does that help you reach the goal? Yeah. Okay. So what is it that you want to do? Do you actually want to style women and showcase your talent for draping? Yes. And I guess that would, that would look like me uh, appearing on like more red carpets. Like, so... Or yeah, red carpets are just big events. Okay, um, okay. How many? How many women? There's I have to think a, about a number. I have to think I'm, about a number. So yes, you don't have a clear goal. Yeah. So, so I get what, what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. I want you to set a goal that you'll know when you hit it. Okay. Yeah. Like you can pinpoint. This is the day that I hit it. Mm-hmm. So if your goal is to make ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars in the month of June. January 30th, 30 days has September, April, June, June 30th. Mm-hmm. How would you know whether you hit your goal or not? Because it, I'll have made the amount of money. You'll hey, let me ask strike, you this, the, Jay. What's hold, your, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Okay, go ahead. You'll look at the strike. You'll, you'll be able to see it. Every goal needs a number yeah. mm-hmm. that you can pinpoint. How can you pinpoint the day time when you became the person that everyone thinks about? You can't. You can't. Yeah. When can how how do we pinpoint the time? How do we pinpoint exactly when Rihanna became a billionaire? We can check. Look at the yeah. numbers. There are numbers, the numbers here. So 
if you're going to say, I want to do more red carpets, well, more than you're doing now is one. Mm -hmm. So if you do one red carpet, you've hit your goal. You wouldn't say, oh, I hit my goal. Yeah. I got on a red. Yeah. But if you say, my goal is to be on five red carpets, mm -hmm. by the end of the year, how do we know if you got on five red carpets? Because I hit the number. You got the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I'm, I'm telling you, if, we, if we're not clear on a goal, our life just becomes so whimsical and we just start doing stuff. And the decisions that we make aren't targeted. So yeah. all of my innovation is so. So we have like the, the studio being built out. All of the innovation that I'm doing right now is making sure the is like inside these walls. Yeah. So right now I'm like, yo, we need to have lights in every single room where you can change the colors. We got lights in every single room. Now I'm thinking. I'm looking at the. The microphones, and I'm like, yo, this takes up too much space on the floor. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking in the ceiling, and I'm like, can we drop the mics down to where we don't got to deal with this, you don't mm -hmm. got to deal with that, and me and Donnie can sit here and talk? Because, and then I saw it in movies. Like, in, on a movie set, they have yeah. the boom mics there. But I'm like, yo, can we do that in podcasting? Yes, we That's can. That's where my innovation goes. And so now I have a person looking up the mics. The guy, he already sent me the arms that are going to come down and we got to figure out where they're going to be at from the, that's where, that's where the innovation, but it's, it's a part of the goal. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I think that you are scared to articulate what your goal is because your goal is so big. He is a coach. Okay. You do need a coach. Um, in the next 12 months, in 12 months, how much money do you want to make? Because one of the easiest places to start you guys for business owners is how much money do you want to make? Most of us are not in business, in for-profit business, to not make money. Mm -hmm. So how much money do you want to make in the next 12 months? Well, my goal by the end of the year, by December of this year, is $130,000. Okay, you want to make $130,000 this year. What's the average cost of a garment? Oh, well, it's not just through garments. It's my garments and my classes. Okay, um, what's the average cost of your garments? I'll say about like $1,800 to $2,000. Okay, so let's... Actually, just say $1,800, not $1, even $2,000. Okay, so we're going to focus the goal from just your garments. I don't know what your classes are doing, right? Mm -hmm. But that means that you need to sell 72 garments. Mm -hmm. 72 this whole year. Yeah. How many have you sold so far? Uh, I actually can't even say because I Okay, don't so know the that's numbers. terrible. Yeah. But you need to go back and figure out how many garments you've actually sold. We know that the number is 72. So you take 72, you divide that by 12, you need to sell at least six garments a month. Mm -hmm. Then you say, what is my activity that produces sales mm -hmm. for me? Is it dressing a Donnie? Is it mm -hmm. dressing a Skittles and getting that? Is mm -hmm. it attending a red carpet? If I attend a red carpet on average, how many new customers, paying customers do I get? Mm -hmm. If I dress a Donnie for a conference, how many new paying customers would yeah. I get? How many referrals would I get just from her being satisfied with my work? Then you know how many paying, how many red carpets you need to hit. I'm not going to be focused on hitting red carpets if the red carpets don't actually produce yeah. a sale. I would instead be focused on who can I align with that was going to give me referrals and it's automatic and this is going to help me get closer to the goal. So it's not about the red carpet. It's about the activity that works. But we know that the number is 72. So 72 dresses. You've got six months left in this year. Mm -hmm. Go and subtract how many you've already done. 
And then the balance of that is what you need to work on. So now you're able to say, okay, I've got to sell 50 more dresses. I know we're wrapping up. I got to sell 50 more dresses by the end of this year. 50 more over the next six months is eight. Do I alone have the capacity to produce eight dresses, get eight clients and deliver eight, fulfill eight orders, right? Mm -hmm. No, I probably can't do that a month by myself. So now I need what? A team. I need a team. I need help. How many people will it take me to produce these eight dresses to my standard of excellence? That's where I'm starting with my team. That's how I'm going to hit my goal. And that's how I'm measuring my business as a CEO from that point forward. Okay. Thank you. Very welcome. A round of applause. And that brings us to our next point. This episode is sponsored by the Brain Picker Podcast. If you got an hour with us, oh, we would go uh, in. Oh, man. BrainPickerPodcast.com. You get me and Donnie to uh, coach you. And it's uh, not too late for you to make my outfit. Yeah, uh. <laughs> podcast.com. Uh, the really, really the, the one of the dopest things we got going on. We will coach you live on YouTube live, yeah, and Instagram actually, and uh, you get exposure to our audience, and also you get great information. This is really the only platform you you will get you and I to be able to actually coach you for an hour to go through your business, your processes, your branding, whatever yeah. it is that you need to ask us for is the only way you'll be able to pick our brain. So go to brainpickerpodcast.com. So, but there are some people, Dave, who have said, I want to be on the Brain Picker Podcast. I love it, but I need the energy of being in the room with you guys. There were people who were saying, do we do VIP days and can we do any kind of in-person coaching? And that- what you think? Yes, we can. We can do some VIP days, but we can also, uh, Dave and I are working on another kind of segment of the Social Proof Podcast where we will get with you guys in person. Obviously, there's an investment for that, right? If you want the energy of being in the room, you have the option to do that too. So you can still go to brainpickerpodcast.com and submit your application there and just put in the notes if you want to attend Social Proof Live and pick our brains right here live on the show. And we will get back with you and set that up. The point is, you guys, you can have all the ideas in the world, but most people are not individually qualified enough to execute. And it's usually attached to some type of fear or worry. It's not that you're not smart enough. You just need somebody to show you a slightly different perspective and it changes everything. Did that change everything for you just now? Mm. Everything. And now you have freed up something that has been blocking you from moving forward because you're so focused on a goal that never existed that you thought you had. Factuals. You need coaching. You need mentorship. Get in the room. Get into these conversations. Have them. Let somebody help you get all of this chaos organized in your brain. It's so important. It's what took me to the next level. It's what took you to the next level. And it's going to take you to the next level. Brainpickerpodcast.com. Yes. And also this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup. As we close, themorningmeetup.com. Only organization that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship. Man, our community is lit. Our community is amazing. I guarantee you, you just need to join a call or two and you will be hooked for life. Okay, go to themorningmeetup.com or go to your app store. We have an app where everybody's in the app. We're doing a whole bunch of cool stuff. You want transformation. You need an environment where you can grow and flourish and meet other people that are in your space. Themorningmeetup.com or download the Morning Meetup app. Donnie. 
And if you want to work with me in any capacity, uh, especially developing yourself as an entrepreneur, specifically developing yourself in the areas of coaching, consulting, and course creator, uh, you need to you need to get with me and get my team. Me. This episode is also brought to you by Six Figure Edu. And to work with me in any capacity, you guys, you can just go there. Sixfigureedu.com forward slash links. You will find all of the options available because that's like the number one question that I get. How can we work? What can we do? Start there. Find what you need based on your journey and your entrepreneur in, as, as an entrepreneur right now. And let's, let's work. But it's, we're halfway through the year. It's time to get off the couch. It's time to get out of the notebook. Stop writing down the ideas. And it's time to get to work. You still have time. You still have time to produce major, major results. So let's do it. Sixfigureedu.com. I am Donnie Wiggins, your illustrious host. This is David, <laughs> your friendly camp counselor. And we are out of here. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.